Want to know why your business should use Instagram Reels? Maybe you want some tips on promoting your small business on social media? Well, stay tuned as our guests will be discussing these topics and so much more. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Beautiful day, Emer. Happy Fountain Pen Day, Emer. Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> Listen, I was delving into our favorite website, daysoftheyears.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. And today, surprisingly, is a celebration of the fountain pen. Mm. Yeah. Now, I must say, it is one of the few pens that I can use where people, and if I let you into a secret, that I actually can read my own writing. I've got appalling writing. It's like... Are you like a spider running across the page, is it? Well, I was told, I was told a long time ago by a, a printer that I used to work with that, Philip... Your writing is like hieroglyphics. You know those Egyptian hieroglyphics? No, I'm not that old. Oh. But then I suppose, I was going to say that I suppose in your day, the fountain pen was mightier than the sword. Yeah, it used to be called a quill. Are you saying, Emer? Yes, my- but time, thank God times have changed, Mr. G. <laughs> and I have something handier than a fountain pen and the ink does not run out. Mm. Let me share a tip with you. Get it? Tip? Fighting pen? You're LOL. Trying to, you're trying to muscle in my, my joke, are you? My joke. Oh, maybe we could delete that part. I anyway, so. So, so it's time for Emer's Experiences. Good, the bad and the ugly. Tips, questions and even the odd quiz. Yeah, I keep saying out the odd quiz, but I have to do one. Maybe next time. Um, so, you know, when you get great ideas and terrible social media jokes, hint, hint, mm. and you haven't got your fighting pen to hand. Oh, well, no. Yeah, well, my answer to that is Evernote. And I know before, I I know you know what Evernote is, but in case anyone out there who doesn't, what is Evernote? It's a free app for your smartphone and it can be accessed by computer at www.evernote.com. It stores everything you could possibly imagine, like losing track of like your mind uh, or sense of humor, only joking. No, so things like list of... (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a roll today. Hashtags, links to videos, receipts, articles you want to read, those to-do lists, or just notes for yourself. So much more. The app, I have to say, works brilliantly, keeping everything in sync between your computer and your smartphone or even your tablet. So there you go. Well, Ember, thank you for that. And, and speaking of being in sync, it is time for you. I you're going to say about you're going to be syncing. <laughs> I have a sinky feeling. Lip syncing, <laughs> except we're on the radio. So that's not going to work, is it? No, no, it's it's time for your favorite part of the show, Ember. Oh, no, it's not. I just had the favorite part of my show. Oh, no, no. <laughs> this is your favorite part of the show because it's the digital game. Red alert! Red alert! Oh. I have a really bad sinking feeling here. I'm just noting down, I must remind myself to get you to use invisible ink when you're writing these down. Listen, these jokes are great, you know, and I think this particular joke, our guest is going to love this one. So, Well, um, I don't know, because I think I had a quick glance and she's more into ducks. (laughs) This could be a good duck. Okay. Well, this has to work with this one. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to get cross. Okay, okay, let's do it. What social media platform do chickens enjoy? Oh, this is going to be so exciting. (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That was so exciting. Uh, Well, just for our guests, it could be face. Quack, quack. 
but maybe not. <laughs> Let's move along. Quick. Oh, I think you're ready for the big farm, honestly. I really think I need, to, yeah. I need to put a note into every note, you know, just cap this part of the yeah, show. Yeah, I think so. I think it's not very exciting, is it? No, it isn't. No. Um, anyway, if you find today's joke anyway engaging, it's supposed to be, oh, what I suppose it is. It is. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, engaging and uh, you would love more of them. You are in cluck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and the Dublin South FM website. So as I always say, fly through, (laughs) fly through the first three minutes and you'd be grand. (laughs) No, Emer, every episode you lay into me about my jokes. (laughs) Stop, stop now. This is going to go. Okay. 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 Move it along. Okay, move the it serious. Along. Uh, today we are thrilled because we're joined again, you know, um, yeah. by the wonderful Julia Bramble. Julia is the founder of Bramble Buzz and she is a social media strategist. Woohoo! Love that. Speaker yeah. and trainer. And I have to say, when you work with Julia, you'll get clear on your goals. I think she needs to talk to you. So. Your messaging, she definitely needs to talk to you. And the best networks for you, no, no hope. Yeah. <laughs> the best approach for you, Philip, and how to turn social media buzz into results for your business. So without further ado, welcome back to Let's Get Social, Julia Bramble. Thank you so much. Hello, you two. How are you? Wonderful. We're still talking. We're still talking to each other. Are you still yeah. talking to us though after Just. that, that, that <laughs> joke, Julia? Like- Just by the sounds of it. <laughs> We're lucky we're not in the same room. <laughs> I know. Julia, did you like that chicken joke? I know you're a duck person, but I'm sure you might have pleased maybe this morning. I loved it, possibly. actually. I was trying not to giggle too loudly because oh, good, yeah, good. I didn't want to spoil things. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Emer. Yeah. <laughs> that worked a smile after. I'm going to duck out of this one. <laughs> anyway. This is going to be the Let's Get Pun show, I think, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Want to roll today. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Julia, it is super to have you again on the show. Um, for, for any listeners who may not know who you are or what you do, and they should, you know, how did you get into social media and and what are you doing now with your, your love of, of social? Oh, thanks for asking. Well, I got into social over 10 years ago now which is really scary isn't it in fact yeah. it's coming on 11 years crikey no. doesn't fly <laughs> you must have started when you were like ooh, 18 was it yeah something like that Emma. yeah yeah i literally just stopped celebrating you know and said oh i'll do this <laughs> why not <laughs> no by that time i had i actually had all six of my kiddos but wow. my job as a forensic scientist had come to an end because the organisation that I worked for had actually been closed down or was being in the throes of, of being closed down. So I was looking for something that I could do around the family because not surprising being employed mm. as a civil servant doesn't really fit with having six kiddos. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at running my own business and mm. potentially having a franchise because I didn't really want to go out and just start a business from scratch, not knowing anything about running a business. So I was looking at all these franchises. So I got onto the email lists of all these small businesses and people who were interested in marketing to small businesses And I was getting lots of small business marketing news, small business news. And at the same time, my oldest daughter was 13 and she really wanted to go on Facebook. And I hadn't had time to breathe, basically, since she'd been born with all the others kind of following in her footsteps very quickly. So I took a look at Facebook and I was completely hooked 
from the get-go, I just mm. thought, wow, this is amazing. Particularly mm. as, it, you know, it's really difficult to go out and actually see very many people when you've got six smaller people in tow, like one or two, you yeah. go, what is a social life? <laughs> yes. But six is just like, well, we're not going to invite that family around, you know. <laughs> so actually yeah. realizing that I could communicate with people online was amazing. But at the same time, I started to get emails through about social media, what it could do for small business, and there were one or two very basic training courses being offered. So I jumped on one of those and that was it, really. I never looked back. I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help other small businesses use this. And with my background in forensic science really gave me the approach of trying to take this thing, which was at that time very complicated for small business owners to understand mm -hmm. and make it easy and turn it into something that was very easily reproducible on a day-to-day -day basis. Because essentially that's what I've been doing in forensic science for a lot of mm -hmm. my time there, taking yeah. new methods, turning them into something that could be used day-to-day -day by all the scientists and labs and give results that the reporting officers could rely on. So same sort of idea, but applied to social media. Suppose, yeah, because yeah. a lot of people will just post and goes, Philip, they won't look at their insights. They won't look to see, mm. you know, yeah. what, what's working, what's not working, you know. Yeah. Um, and you've that approach, Julia, that you can actually be honest with them, you know. And exactly. it's, like, and it's great. I think yeah. it's great for business owners, especially after what we've all gone through with COVID, to, mm. to hear your story there, that there is someone, albeit, yeah, it was maybe... 10 years ago, but, you know, social was really unknown or didn't have the popularity. Mm. Yeah. And you've, you, you've moved from a completely different sphere industry, like forensic science, to become a, a very well-respected uh, social media strategist. So, oh, yeah. so it's brilliant. Like, you know, so I think if yeah. business owners are listening and because I know we have, we're in the air of, of the big resignation or yes. whatever, yeah. you know, I think if people are thinking, I'd love to do something else like social media and I'm in mm. a different job, you can make it happen, you know, just, just. Well, they say life is too short and you might as well be doing something that you like. Exactly. Yeah, you totally. Can. I totally yeah. agree. Sometimes you just got to jump in and, and okay. try, haven't you? Yeah. Actually talking about jumping in, you know, the way um, social media is ever evolving. Yeah. And um, I, I'm, I've yet to jump in myself into this, but um, Instagram Reels. Yes. Uh, yeah, because we were talking before about, you know, the different social platforms and it has really exploded like TikTok. Now I am not, well, I have one little video on TikTok, but you don't see me, you know, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it has become such a social media tactic, you know, and it's appearing to be mandatory for some businesses to be on now, you know, um, maybe you can enlighten uh, me more and everyone else is listening. Why should Instagram Reels be on every business's to-do list? Does it work for every business? Because I'm sure there are businesses that it won't work for. What would you say, Julia? Well, if you're going to be on Instagram, um, which an awful lot of businesses now are, you know, it's mm -hmm. much more of a normalized place to be, I guess, than maybe it was about three or four years ago. Yeah. If you're going to be on Instagram, then Instagram Reels are a must-have because they allow you to be discovered mm -hmm. by thousands of people who would not otherwise know about you. So we all know, well, I think most of us know, but when we're using social media, 
the actual platforms are governed by these computer generated algorithms, mm-hmm. which is basically a way of the platforms to decide who gets to see what content that's posted by the people and the brands that they follow. Because we know that if everybody tried, if everybody got to see everything that was posted by everyone that they followed, the whole thing would just implode because there'd be too much going on. They can't cope with it. Mm. So the platforms decide who gets to see what content. And the algorithms very often we find can reduce the reach of our posts. So say we've got 500 followers on Instagram, we would think that if we posted something on Instagram that 500 people would get to see it. That is not actually the case because of the algorithm that's at play there. It mm-hmm. actually it stops our content going to as many people as those who follow us. But what Instagram has done with Reels, it's it's brought in this new form of content that, as you say, is very like TikTok in its nature because Facebook that owns Instagram are actually trying to keep people on Instagram and stop them from flying off and going to use TikTok because TikTok has soared in popularity. Yeah. So Instagram has brought in this new form of content called Reels. But the Reels part of Instagram is actually governed by a different algorithm from your general posts that you put mm-hmm. on algorithm and mm-hmm. on Instagram in the newsfeed and stories. And the algorithm that governs reels is all about showing people the type of content that they might like. It's not the punitive kind of algorithm that reduces the reach of our posts that we generally see across all social media platforms. Mm. In fact, Instagram is trying to help people to discover new content. So you'll find that if you create a real video and reels are, are videos, they're videos very often created of lots of smaller segments stuck together. If you create a real video, even a really basic one, even a really bad one, it is going to get hundreds, if not thousands of views from people who tend to enjoy that type of content, because that's the way the algorithm works. If you create a post on Instagram, then you may find that it gets 10, 20, 50 views. You know, if you've been working hard at creating engagement by going out and engaging with other people and encouraging other people to come and engage with you, then yes, that can boost the reach of your general posts on algorithm on Instagram. But with reels, you get those kind of those hundreds or thousands of views pretty much guaranteed. So it allows people to discover your brand and your business. Of course, you've then got some work to do mm-hmm. to encourage those people who discover you to get to know, like, and trust you and you know, generally nudge them down your, your customer journey or their mm-hmm. customer journey rather. But for discoverability, we do need to be using Reels. And I know you also ask, can they work for every business? A lot of people see say, social media people and coaches out on Instagram doing reels where they're dancing or they're making strange faces and they're pointing. Or they're they're kickboxing. Yeah, and they're they're sat there thinking, I can't do that. I can't use reels because Mm. I'm not going to film myself like dancing around my sitting room or I'm not going to film myself like looking at the camera making funny faces. It's just not me. And I think that's where the question comes in about where can we use reels for all types of business. You don't have to show your face in front of the camera at all 
to use reels. You can film all sorts of other things. And with reels now, we can put text on top. We could do a voiceover and we can create captions. So you can still get your message across, but you don't have to even put your face in front of the camera. And in fact, I've run a course a couple of times now to actually help people mm-hmm. do that. And they've been amazed that, you know, you don't have to show your face and the number of views they've got right from the get-go that they didn't expect to get at all. Yeah. So there's hope for you, Philippa. There is. I can do the kickboxing <laughs> with a, a mask on. Is that what you're saying, Emer? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. No, I was going to say, actually, they brought out some new effects for Reels. Uh, there's three of them, isn't there? Uh, Superbeat, Dynamic Lyrics, and 3D Lyrics. Have you tried any of those um, yet? No, I've literally stuck to, I've stuck to the basics so that I can show people that the basics work. work. Yeah. If you like, so... Mm-hmm. I was very excited when captions were brought out because when Reels first came out, we couldn't produce captions automatically, mm-hmm. whereas now we can. So that's great if we want to talk to camera or, as I said, if you just want to do a voice, create a video, mm-hmm. you get the option to create a voiceover afterwards. But even without doing that, just being able to add pieces of text to your video and you can choose when they appear on your reel and when they disappear again, you you can create a really compelling message that encourages people to watch to the end of your video and to get your message across. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, like certainly my experience of reels is a hundred percent that Julia, like I, I, one of my first reels, I literally, and this is no jokes aside, I dropped my little fella to soccer. Mm -hmm. Uh, my daughter was beside me on her mobile reading a Kindle. Um, I said to her, I might do a reel just for the laugh. And I, mm-hmm. I saved this um, this trending sort of music. It was just a, a, a beat, you know, going to do, 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 do. And I just basically moved one of my eyebrows to the beat and then made a funny <laughs> face at the end of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was crying her eyes out beside me. And I thought, let's just see what happens. I'm seeing nearly got like three and a half thousand views and people cracking up laughing, you know, that's the funny. They were laughing with you. They were laughing with you. Yes. But but I was just amazed by how far the reach went. Mm. Just by something as simple as me making my eyebrows dance. (laughs) You know. How much how much coffee have you had today? (laughs) Not enough, obviously. (laughs) And crunchy, it's Friday. Um yeah, so I yeah, that point might give people a little bit more confidence then what you're saying, Julia, to yeah. sort of give it a go, you know, even do a practice one, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the great thing about Reels is you don't have to create all your video and everything on Instagram. You know, if that's all very overwhelming, what mm-hmm. you can do is just create little video clips on your phone beforehand, yeah. and then you can actually upload them and stitch them together to make your reel. Or yeah. the simplest thing, on earth to do is literally just to take a video, maybe just pan across a beautiful view that you happen to be driving past um, as part of your work or something like that and mm-hmm. upload that as a reel. You don't have to do different segments and stitch them together. Just create one video. So it could, be something, it it could be something like on the way to work or yes. the yeah. end of my day. I'd like yes. to share. Yeah. I like something that. very simple or even, you know, if you've got a cat, that tends to follow you around and sit on your computer, you know, just take a little video of them, get them to pay their dues <laughs> for all that you do for them. Philip, you have two doggies. I know that, well, they probably try and eat the phone. Well, one of them would probably try and eat the phone <laughs> and trying to shoot it, you know, so. Um, 
Julia, like obviously, you know, the last two years has been um, mm. one of probably the weirdest two years in, in all yes. our lives with, with COVID, you know, and uh, yeah. myself and Emer and even speaking with my own family, I never thought I'd live through something like this. You always think mm. you hear about world wars, etc., but I never thought we'd see something like this. You yeah. know, as, as businesses start to return to some sort of normality, um, do you have any advice or tips for business how they can start to use social media to maybe promote themselves or continue to promote themselves after COVID um, without that feeling of overwhelm. Yeah, definitely. I think one of those feelings of overwhelm with social comes from, well, there are two main um, sources in my experience. One is that people don't really know why they're using social in the first place, like what Mm. they want to get out of it. And the second is that they think they've got to be on every single social media platform. And I know I'm preaching to the converted when I'm speaking with you two, but I think it's still a really common problem because there are people out there, there are social media people out there saying, you've got to be on every social media platform. No. And you can't be. You're a small (laughs) business. It's just not possible. No. So, you know, let's stop saying that. Unless you're talking to somebody with a marketing team, great. But if you're a small business owner trying to do 10 gazillion things in a day, you want to be looking at one or two social media platforms, and I'm sure you agree, and just doing them well. Um, So there's that. Just concentrate on one or two social media platforms. Get really comfortable with them. Try and choose ones that you enjoy. Secondly, think about why you're using social media in the first place. There are too many businesses, I think, still creating content, posting stuff for the sake of posting it, for the sake of being visible or staying top of mind, which is great. But actually what we need to do when we're thinking about being on social media is to think about these three things that we want to do. One is, yes, to create awareness or to remind those people that already know about us that we exist. So there's the awareness side. Mm. And for that purpose, we want to be creating content that introduces ourselves, that encourages people to engage with us, because the more engagement we get, then the more reach our posts are going to get because of the way the algorithms work. And we want to be sharing things that our audience might find conversational, might find interesting, is generally just going to help them with their lives, make their lives better, give them value, give them something that makes them laugh, Philip, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Did you hear that email? That that was a compliment. Julia. (laughs) (laughs) Then the second thing we want to be doing with our social media content is to encourage people to consider us. So we want to get people to dig into that know, like, and trust thing to work out whether they actually do like us or not. And if they don't, that's great. But we want to be nudging people towards feeling that they can trust us. So sharing testimonials, sharing case studies, sharing customer stories, explaining why we do things the way we Mm. do things, Mm. really Mm. emphasizing why other customers love working with us, that kind of thing, you know, to encourage people to dig a bit deeper. And then the third part of our social media content really needs to be encouraging people to take the next step with us taking action. And that isn't always about buying things. That might be about clicking through to read that article on our website. It might be about opting in for a lead magnet, whether that's um, a download, whether that's a voucher that they can 
then come and use in our store because, of course, we're talking about bricks and mortars um, mm. people here as much as we are talking about online people, or yes. that might be to buy from us. So we've got to be doing those three things, and our content needs to be working hard for us in each of those three stages. And just breaking it down into those three themes, I think, really helps business owners to think about actually why are we using social media? What do we want this post to be achieving rather than just thinking about, I saw some, I saw an article the other day that was posted by quite a well-known piece of software that marketers and small business owners might use. And the article said 70% of your social media content should be about news, that, about stuff that's happening in your industry. And I thought, well, that's just tosh, isn't it? Because yeah. the audience is not really going to be interested in that unless they've got a burning desire to know everything that's going on in your industry, you know, whether mm. that's photocopiers or shoes or, I don't know, French cheese or whatever it is. Mm. Most of your customers aren't actually going to be interested in that detail. So let's stop going with that advice that was maybe... Don't, o- don't overwhelm them with all the techie side of things and all the, exactly. you know, they all want the... Yeah, they yeah. want stuff that speaks to them mm-hmm. to start getting them interested, getting them engaged, and then sprinkled in with a little bit of, yes, you do actually know what you're doing and mm-hmm. other people think that you do a really good job. And then some little calls to action to take the next step and actually be intentional about it yeah. and measure. You were talking about insights, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. So yes, do go back and check your insights, check your Google Analytics see what's working. And very soon you'll find that instead of maybe feeling overwhelmed by your social, you might start to really feel quite encouraged because you think, oh yeah, that posted really well. And I can see that maybe this happened as a result. So I could do more like that. And that post actually wasn't so great. Let's do less of those. You can start to carve out your direction and it becomes a lot clearer than that. Oh, just get as many posts out as you possibly can type stuff, which isn't helping anybody. I think otherwise you get boring and people will unfollow you never mm. and never mm. darken your door. So well, also, I think as a small business owner, you get bored yourself, don't you? Oh, yeah. If you're just yeah. trying to create content for the mm. sake of it. It, it can get really, really boring oh, and how exhausting. Oh, we're going to post for today, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so, uh, like, like we're big believers and it's, it's something that you're very passionate about, Julia, is the whole element of you know, before you start cracking on posting and creating, you know, maybe have a strategy, a plan, yeah. you know, who are we talking to? What do mm-hmm. we want to tell them? What do we create? Yeah. You know, what assets do we already have in, in the box? Yeah. And where should we be? And uh, and why are we doing all of this? And what we Absolutely. And I, I think know. the why, the why is one of the biggest questions because mm. then you do start to, you can't help but plan, you know, once yeah. you start thinking about direction exactly. and everything then starts to fall into place. But yes, very much thinking about your audience, as we said, and thinking about what's going to add value to their lives. And that doesn't always mean that you have to be sharing how-to content, yep. you know, or, or lecturing people on the best way to do this or that. It mm. could be that you share a funny joke that brightens yeah. up their day. 
I mean, Julia, no, they can go for Julia, them. we might be wrapping up early. We might be wrapping up early, you know, to keep this up. You know, just letting you know. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyford, and me, Julia Bramble. Hey. <laughs> it could be one less Twyford in the world by the end of today. But anyway. <laughs> but as they say, um, social media is ever evolving. And I have to say, it can become a bit of a minefield, you know, for... Because that's what you were saying, like, Julia, like, you know, you can't be everywhere and you can't be on everything. Yeah. And then there's so, you know, if, if there's a new feature that arrives, then you're going, oh, my God, I, I have to catch that and I have to do that and all that kind of stuff. And this is like where I think it can really become daunting for many businesses um, that, as you say, don't have a marketing team behind them. Yeah. They, mm. they have to do it on their own. Um, and uh, I was going to say it's 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 a challenge because uh, people want to be able to be seen on the right platforms and, you know, look like they are shining online, all that kind of thing. Um, and they don't want to be misconstrued or misinterpreted with what they're saying and that kind of thing. Actually, you wrote a great post called The Power of Words, for example, of influencing reactions by choice of words. Yeah. Would you like to let, would you like to kind of, you know, expand a little bit on it, you know, and let people, and then we'll maybe hopefully people go and read it. Yeah, thank you. I wrote that because I can remember writing it. I wrote it as a result of replying to emails or LinkedIn posts or or messages and realizing that when I first started typing out a reply, Mm -hmm. I was saying exactly what was in my mind. And I was using the words that were exactly the words that were in my mind. And before I, this happened on several occasions, before I sent it, um, because I was one of them, I was actually talking to someone who's a big influencer in the marketing field and someone that I hold in great respect. And I would certainly never want to offend them. And before Mm. I sent it, I was reading over it and I thought, you know what, that comes across as me telling this person what they could or should be doing. Me telling this person information they may already know and me sounding as if I'm a bit of a know-all, you know, and just not coming across. No, you'd never sound like that, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I can, but I wasn't coming across in the kind of light that I really wanted to A, portray myself or or B, I didn't want to send that vibe. You know, Mm. I wanted Mm. to be warm and friendly and have that respect that I have for this person come through Mm -hmm. and also be supportive of what it was that they had just been talking about. So I went back and I reviewed my words and instead of the words that were quite abrupt and, um, could be taken to be quite aggressive. I replaced them with words that actually allowed for a lot more space. So instead of instead of saying, oh, did you know, for example, mm-hmm. I said, I found out recently. So I was taking the onus off them. Yes. You know, oh, did you know what could be interpreted? Sometimes, as, well, why didn't you know? Because some yeah. people go, no, I didn't know. And then you exactly. feel inferior. Yeah, and Julia you do. calling exactly. me an idiot. Yes, How it's almost you, saying, <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julia. <laughs> saying, did you know, is almost like saying, well, why didn't you know, isn't it? Yes, to yeah, to yeah. a person in that frame of mind, maybe. Yeah. So I 
change that. And I said, well, I just found this out recently, so I'm excited to share type mm. of thing. And that way it took everything away from potentially them mm. taking anything from that other than I'm excited to share this just in case yes. you yeah. haven't come across it yet. So thinking about a way that couldn't be taken out of context mm-hmm. that wouldn't encourage the the reader or the person reading it to feel anything that I hope they wouldn't feel because I know that on social media and we know recently with these studies that Facebook had done and and kept under wraps we know there's an awful lot of mental distress going on that's associated with social media and I didn't want to be contributing anything to that so I realized that we can all we've all got the opportunity to go over something that we're going to put out there on social or of course in an email or in a blog wherever but mm. definitely on social where we sometimes tend to fire off a response to somebody maybe without thinking twice we've all got an opportunity to step back and think hey if i say it this way is that actually going to encourage somebody to maybe think oh, i've done something wrong or i'm inferior or i'm not good enough how about we actually rephrase what we're saying to maybe encourage those people who might be like that to be a bit kinder to themselves and to maybe see things dissociated from yeah. anything negative and just get the message across that we want to get across. So that's why I wrote that blog. I always you. think, you know, when you sorry, Philip I was going to nope. say, I'm getting a word in edgeways today. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the old, you know, the old, you know, the old adage, you know, way back with the fighting pen, you don't say things on social that you couldn't say to somebody face to face. Yeah. 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 And how you present that in your tone of voice and, and, you know, mm. somebody could be having a bad day and mm. you are, they read something that, and they feel undermined. So, you know, I'm trying to keep up with this and, Oh, I should be doing this and this. And then sometimes you feel like, Oh, there's too much pressure here. Mm. Where um, if you rephrase it and say, look, here's something you might want to think about, or, you know, yeah. um, maybe, Maybe next week, give it a go, something like that. Sometimes it can be less in your face kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, very, very true. Like, I think it, I think that the points you've been raising, Julia, kind of do open up a much wider conversation because mm. we've all seen it on the social channels. Like the written word is, can be fraught with danger and a, mm. like a skating rink nearly because you, you might be writing something and using words that in as the person you want to convey empathy or enthusiasm or passion yep. but they can come across as being direct maybe yes. ignorant, overbearing overbearing yeah. etc um like i suppose before we move on to i suppose the, an, another question julia do you think that or do you see this with many businesses and that they sometimes don't have like a social media policy that kind of lays out maybe how content should be written or the tone of voice to engage with people da, 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 and, and would that be something that could help in this whole area is that there isn't that that lack of confusion as to what can and can't be say on social yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there i think a lot of businesses most businesses unless they're one person really could do with having a social media policy or a communication policy you know so that it governs what how they come across or I don't know, maybe podcast interviews, how they come across on their website, their emails, everything they are doing and putting out there. And really, if possible, that wants to be guided by 
the values that that guide their business, you know, what they've got in place. And even if you're only two or three people in a business, there is so much more emphasis now placed on our values and what we believe in. And very many customers are now looking to do business with businesses whose values they align with. We do need to start thinking about this. And our values will, of course, then determine our tone of voice and the way that we want to put them ourselves across. So it's it's the entire package. But I think it's a really worthwhile exercise is to start thinking about, you know, those guiding principles that you really hold dear as a business that A, you want to really be passionate about or B, you're never going to support and be very clear about that and then start to think about how that would be backed up by how you communicate to mm-hmm. to the world in all forms that you do. But a policy is, it's really useful. You know, it might be an extra piece of work, but it's really useful as a guide. It's oh yeah, guide I totally everybody. agree because then no pun intended, everybody's on the same page and they know what's, yes. that, you know, what to do in maybe a social media crisis, yes. um, you know, uh, guidelines on what's uh, appropriate. And also if you have staff, it kind of aligns them on their personal profiles to be aware yeah. of what they post because they are um, aligned with your business. And the last thing you need is for people to come on and start commenting on maybe another one of Philip's jokes. And <laughs> I, I get it I on my page. <laughs> I get it on my page and I'm like, oh, and wait till I see him. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, and because, and you know this so well, Philip, we yeah. want our show to be something that you get a nice big warm feeling and it's really huggable. Yeah. Talking to which you d- did a, another blog post, which I actually have to say was most, one of the most enlightening ones for me um, is how to be huggable on sociable. Mm. Huggable brand. On sociable, as they say, sociable. <laughs> huggable. Um, what is a huggable brand and are we on the right track? <laughs> You too. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Julia. (laughs) This all came about because of Mark Schaefer and the books that he writes, Mm -hmm. the articles that he writes, the talks that he gives. I've heard him speak about this story and it features in one of his books. And if you don't follow Mark Schaefer, please go out and follow him now. He is just incredible. Is he huggable? Yes, very huggable. Oh, okay. But also incredible in terms of the (laughs) marketing advice he gives out. So he's all about being more human in your marketing. Mm -hmm. And he tells this wonderful story of um, a hotel chain. I can't remember which it is. Whoops. It's, uh, (laughs) but my brain, I've still got COVID brain. Um, It's a hotel chain that he uses time and time again when he is booking hotels to go and teach at Rutgers University, where he teaches a class and he turns up one evening. So he gets to know the receptionist there. Um, Mm -hmm. um, He turns up one evening. It's really, really late. He's had a horrible journey. He's tired. He's hungry. He walks up to reception to check in and the lady behind the reception desk comes out and gives him a hug. 
just amazing. So that is the brand just totally like brought to life. And then she, I believe if I remember this correctly, she orders some fruit to be sent up to his room to make sure that he's, you know, got something straight away rather than, you know, having to sit there really, really hungry until he can get hold of some food. Just a really, really human gesture from what could be seen as a really corporate brand because often those big hotel chains do come across as very corporate don't they compared to small oh yeah not that I ever get to stay in any nice big posh hotels Philip does Philip does I know that We're not living. Oh yeah, Dromoland Castle. You know, I'm there every weekend. You know, so. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Is that where you run off to? All right, it's <laughs> where he practices his jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside the, the car park. Because <laughs> <laughs> they won't let him in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear the one about the chicken and the face walk? Yes. Yeah. Security. <laughs> so, following on from that. And this idea of really trying to make our brands human on social, I thought, well, why don't we go one step further? And why don't we aim to be a brand that could come across as actually being huggable on social? That's out there feeling as if we are giving our audience, our potential customers, our current customers, a hug across that digital divide. So that is then, so we can start to then question, well, what does that mean? Well, that means we have to be very human and we need to go one step further. So we need to be listening to our customers. We need to be acknowledging our audience. Mm -hmm. If someone replies to us, we need to be replying back and supporting them. We need to be answering questions from our audience at large, if we possibly can, and guiding them. If people are out there on social media and they are sharing maybe something that's just happened to them, why don't we step up and just respond to that with whatever it is that's appropriate? Mm. They just won an award. Congratulations. They've just had a really crap day at work. Oh, you know, sorry to hear that. Let's hope tomorrow's a better day. We can be doing that as businesses. And over time, not only will those people that we respond to see that and start to think about us differently, but the wider public, our audience, will also be watching how we are responding to other people and they will be making up their own minds about how we are, how we behave towards the the general public and the world, and they will be taking notes. So we can very much put out signals that convey that we are actually a brand who would be amazing to come up and give a hug to. And we want to hug our audience. I saw a brilliant um, tweet just yesterday showing a brand, SEMrush, the SEO software, mm-hmm. had picked out a question that was shared on Reddit about It was from someone who was just starting out in SEO and they had basically asked a question about which tools should they buy? And they'd listed a few well-known SEO tools, including SEMrush. Mm -hmm. And SEMrush had come on and responded to this person and basically said, at the moment, you know, you're starting out, you actually don't need to invest in any tools. What you'd be better off doing would be going and checking out these free resources and starting your journey there. Now, how brilliant is that? I would say that would definitely be one example of a brand showing that it is caring, 
It's and caring. The person will remember that and they'll go back. Oh, yeah. Part of being huggable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They're not selling. They're encouraging yeah. a potential customer but may never be a customer actually not to buy from them but to go off and do something else instead so that just being human being out there caring Mm -hmm. for others not necessarily just pushing business 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 all the time it goes a long way at the moment and to my mind it's going to become ever more important and i think businesses sort of have to realize you have to you know not see the platforms as selling media mm. you know it's not sell 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 Good relationship no. building you know yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and being helpful where you can yeah and then they're going to go i'll remember that yeah 100 like and i know responding sometimes you know do you ever get the thing where you respond to something that a big brand puts out mm. and like you know they'll put something out and you comment on it because you just can't help themselves and then and then they come back and reply to you and you think oh Oh my goodness, they just responded to me. Woo, that's amazing. You, you know, know what? Oh, that's why it? I wonder. Oh. I was going to say that's probably why Philip never responds to me. Well, no one ever responds to me. <laughs> and I, 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 I give them lots of <laughs> credible information. Paying for thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I suppose this is a good segue into this question then, um, Julia. Uh, like, obviously, Facebook as a platform. Um, it's still very, very hugely popular among businesses. Although they're trying to change with their brand now. Yeah, kind of uh, meta, you know. Yeah, um, very meta. Very <laughs> meta, you know. Uh, listen, hey, you know, is it, I don't know. Um, but we have seen like organic reach has been declining for many, yes. many mm. businesses and for many years and hence the need to sort of have that paid ad strategy. You know, for worried, frustrated business owners, do you have any tips though as to how it is still possible to potentially increase engagement on Facebook with maybe having to not having to always resort to paid ads? Yes. So to increase the reach of your posts on Facebook in particular, we need to be concentrating on attracting engagement. That is encouraging people to respond to our posts. Mm-hmm. So what we want to be doing is sharing posts that other people comment on with comments of more than four words because then they are deemed to have actually made sufficient effort, you know, Mm. that they actually really want to respond to it. So we want to be encouraging people to respond with full-on comments Mm -hmm. or to share our posts because, of course, that's going to give it even more reach. It's going to be shared with a wider audience. And for local businesses and small businesses, this can be quite easy to achieve by doing things like, asking questions, but not those clickbaity questions where people just go, yes, no, or respond with an emoji, but questions that will actually get a proper comment back Mm, in response. And people love being asked their opinion. They love being asked their opinion of things that matter to them, but they also love being asked their opinion about things that you're doing in your business. They love feeling that they're being invited in and brought on the journey. So maybe ask them about maybe some decisions that you're making about a new product, for example, or paint colour you're thinking about for your office wall, things like that. So try and encourage people to respond to your posts. That might mean that you need to go out there and do a little bit of research and see what types of posts created by people in your industry and in other industries, see what types of posts are actually getting good responses. Mm -hmm. Some of them, again, don't 
be shy of using posts that are just chatty, you know, particularly maybe on a Friday when people are feeling they may want to just be putting their feet up Friday evening. You don't necessarily want to be starting um, maybe a a heated political discussion, for example, or something Mm. heavy, something light, something that's just going to be entertaining that people might want to share on because it's funny. Mm. They might want to share on with their friends. Mm. That could be a great way to increase start to increase engagement because the more engagement you get on one post, the more your next post is going to be shown. So it's incremental. To give yourself a major boost, you can go live on Facebook, of course. I know it's scary, but going live does give you a boost in engagement because people tend to come in and comment as you Mm -hmm. are going live. But of course, if no one knows you're going to be going live, then you might find that no one turns up. So do advertise the fact that you're going to be going live. Encourage people to ask you questions beforehand and let them know that you're going to be answering them on the live so that Mm -hmm. they can turn up and ask you more questions. That will give you a nice engagement boost. So you might very well find that your next couple of posts after that get more reach than they would have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. You can also think about, and again, advertise this, about running a timeline contest. And that's simply where you do a little giveaway. You create a post on Facebook and you'd say to people that they've got to comment underneath um, and they've got to do it by a certain time on a certain day. And then you will announce the winner, however you're going to choose the winner. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. don't ask people to enter by liking your page or by sharing the post simply by commenting. Mm. And if you advertise the fact that you're doing this giveaway on your Facebook page, say on email, on other social media channels, the only way people can enter is by coming and engaging on that post on your Facebook page, then hey, presto, you've got a boost in engagement there. So if you follow that up then with some more posts that are encouraging people to engage, maybe doing a little live, then you will start to see the engagement on your posts grow. But yes, some initial research to find out what people are enjoying on Facebook, what people are responding to will never go amiss if you really want to start cranking it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's too, it's too easy to go like and share, like and share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And it's important that businesses, obviously, f- to keep those conversations going, are engaging with the comments and mm, not just, as you, as you say, email, posting, ghosting, get stuck doesn't in. Work. Doesn't yeah, work. Doesn't work. Exactly. Absolutely. You, you need to be there. You need to respond back. A, it's just downright rude if you ignore people. And B, the the algorithm loves it. If it starts to see a proper conversation going on underneath the post, yeah. then it thinks, whoa, this content has got a load of value. So we are going to be sharing more of this content to more of the audience. That's what it's all about. They want people to have a good experience. They want people to be valuing the content that they see yeah. on Facebook. But I mean, I've seen also content shared by, for example, vets, just really useful content that the public needs to know, say if there's an outbreak of a disease in dogs or something, Mm. they will share something about that. And that will get shared a gazillion times because it's really useful content. Uh, A small restaurant, small independent restaurant puts out a new menu. It has followers and fans on the Facebook page and they comment about the fact that they love it. They share it. They tag their friends without being asked. They tag their friends and say, oh, should we go and enjoy the new menu? So you haven't always got to come up with 
earth-shattering new content, stuff that people enjoy and find useful will naturally be shared. Well, I was going to say no pun intended, but that's great food for thought, isn't it? Boom, boom. (laughs) It's like there's two digital giggles now on the show. Uh, yeah, Julia. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so for two years, I have to get something in, you know. Um, <laughs> Julie, I was going to ask you, when it comes to our audiences, yours and mine and everyone else out there, you believe that on social, that you believe that there are two very precious commodities that businesses should be mindful of. Do you want to like sort of like share with us what you believe those yeah. are, um, just so that people kind of maybe give them a little bit more of a boost in a sense? Definitely, definitely. We all know that our most precious commodity is our time because we can never get that back. Mm -hmm. And I think businesses forget that when they're out on social media. This goes back to that discussion we were having earlier. Mm. There was this advice going around, I don't know, probably eight, nine years ago that you want to keep posting on social, you want to be top of mind, just, you know, make sure that you put out X posts a day. Mm. And there was this feeling that it doesn't really matter what it is that you put out there, but it does matter because if all you're putting out there is fluff and noise and you're not actually adding value to people's lives or trying to add value to people's lives, then you literally are just taking up their time. And this is the other commodity that is really precious, which is someone's attention, because of course that's related to time. But mm-hmm. attention, of course, is includes our mental energy, which is something else that we don't have mm. um, an infinite amount of in a day, do we? We all find that our mental energy wanes over the day. Yeah. So I'm a strong believer in the fact that businesses should not be trying to waste their audience's time with fluffy content that isn't actually going to be helping them or entertaining them or challenging them or making them think whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we also shouldn't be saying, hey, look at us for no reason at all, because we're not providing that value. So let's put ourselves in our audience's and be mindful of the fact that people have got finite time and they've got finite um, attention and energy. And if you are asking them to watch a video or read an article on your website, for example, they are having to say no to doing Mm -hmm. something else to do that. So make it worth their while. Yeah. No, 100%, totally agree. Um, Like, I think... Like this has been a fascinating chat, Julia. I think uh, <laughs> like you've given. But it's been a... real. It's been real. Yeah. Where a lot of, you know, um, you can have people uh, talk about this, that, and the other, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What Julia is like it's all honest. actionable. Yeah. Like yeah. The, this has been really actionable for our listeners. So thank you, Julia. It's been great. Like I think it's, you know, as we always say, myself and Emer, you know, social media doesn't have to be complex or difficult. And no, bit, and no so, big so, words. Yeah, keep it simple, and, <laughs> and you know, and that's really it. You know, uh, super califragilistic <laughs> Had to put in there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, as we start to, I suppose, come to the end, I can't believe this has been nearly an hour, Julia. Is there anything happening in the social media universe that you're excited about that businesses should take note of? Yeah, going back to what I was talking about earlier, I suppose, is there is this shift to many consumers being a lot more conscious Mm. of where things are coming from, of how businesses are behaving, how they are behaving to others, what their beliefs are and what their values are. And small businesses, we run according to our values anyway. We don't Mm. necessarily always put it out there, but we are very much values driven. We kind of can't help it, can we? Mm. Larger businesses and corporates are going to find this shift over time, I think, a lot more difficult 
to deal with, all of a sudden consumers are wanting to know what their values are. They are questioning mm. their ethics. You know, they're starting to look. Whereas for us, smaller businesses, all we really need to do is maybe talk about it a bit more, maybe be truer to ourselves and what we believe in. And it's great because it's going to allow another point of connection with those consumers, with our audiences who really want to know and who believe in the same things. Um, so we can really step up and make that work to our advantage because mm. it's already there. It's not mm. manufacturing anything. We're yeah. going to see the some of the big corporates really struggling with this. And there are some already are because they are falling foul of this greenwashing. You know, they're trying to make out that they're doing this, that and the other for their for the environment environment meanwhile you know one part of their business is actually going off doing something rather dodgy yeah mm. but they're just yeah. trying to sweep that under the carpet mm. whereas we can go out there holding our heads up high most of us and actually talking about the fact that we really really do care about our customers and our clients for example and people can put up their trust in us and believe in that because they see us doing that day in, day out, because it's naturally how we are. Small businesses are going to find this this new world, this shift to people mm. wanting to know our values and our mission much, much easier to deal with. So for that reason, I find that very exciting because it's working in our favour. Brilliant. I agree with you because, yeah, you know, 100%. there are a lot of businesses out there and even, as you say, the bigger organisations and they look, they, they give the facade that they are, you know, uh, mm. caring and the that and mm. the other. And yes. They're not. Yeah. yeah. They've got a lot to work to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Transparency is the word. Is this yes. Is it there? Let's is be it transparent. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the word. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the word for today. <laughs> I, I dipped into Evernote and pulled out that word. You, know. <laughs> you wondered why you went quiet for a minute. Uh, I, I was on the computer, Julia. <laughs> Find a word quick. <laughs> so, Julia, listen, this has been amazing as was the last show so people oh, do go you. listen do do catch her on the previous show yeah. um and philip any more big words of wisdom <laughs> no I, I think i'm drained now i think to go and uh, get some nutrition in after spending all this energy um so another coffee another coffee another coffee yeah so uh, so yes thank you again julia it's always a pleasure to oh you're so welcome you um, Thank you so much. Will we, will we go for a third time lucky, maybe? I have no next, doubt. I'm no doubt that, uh, <laughs> in the new yeah. year we'll be having to get Julia back on because so much, good, so good, much good. happens and change. So, yeah. so if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye. <laughs>